on today's show, one of the world's top search engine optimization experts, Mr. Gary Grant, the CEO and founder of SEOinc.com. Again, Gary Grant, the CEO and founder of SEOinc.com, hops on the show to teach you everything you need to know about search engine optimization. Some shows don't need a celebrity narrator to introduce the show. But this show does. Two men. Eight kids co-created by two different women. Thirteen multi-million dollar businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thrive Time Show. I am fired up for today's show. You better be fired up because today's going to be a game changer for a lot of people listening out there. Do you know why ZM fired up for today's show? Mm, probably because you uh, just burned some pinion wood. Uh, no, but we really should here in just a few moments. It's going to have to happen. Uh, I, I'm going to bring this up here. Um, we live in a world, Z, of a lot of internet charlatans. No. The word, now, the word charlatan means, uh, again, the word charlatan means a person falsely claiming to have a special knowledge or skill. A fraud. A fraud. There's a lot of people that say, well, I, I have a laptop. Uh, check. check. I uh, have uh, bogus claims. I know check. where the coffee shop is. And they check. and then I got a couple photos of me with a celebrity. Therefore, I'm an internet wizard. Wizard. Right? I'm a right. wizard, right? You got a photo of myself with like, uh, you know, a Matthew Broderick. Right? Remember him? Right. He, I'm in a photo with him. And I, I'm cousin twice removed my, from somebody else, and then I've got a laptop. And my magic I'm, wand is my laptop. But see, on today's show, we're interviewing a guy by the name of Gary Grant. He's the CEO of SEO Inc. And uh, Gary, by the way, welcome onto the show, sir. How are you? You know what? I am doing so awesome and happy to be here with you guys and all your listeners. This is just going to be a mind-altering, mind-bending, money-making idea show, I think. Okay, so Gary, so Ooh. we'll go ahead and wow the listeners out there. A little bit of name-dropping. Who, who are some of the companies that you guys at SEO Inc. have worked with over the years to help them dominate search engines? Well, you know what? After 20 years of doing this, I've seen every kind of business vertical. I'll keep it short. Uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, largest energy company uh, in the United States. S.E. Johnson, we did all 17 of their brands like Tide, Glade, Windex, Pledge. Uh, we've done 20th Century Fox. We're the guys behind Avatar, Wall Street 2, Planet of the Apes. Vegas.com, eyeglasses.com, 1-800-DENTIST, and it goes on and on and on. Wow. Did you say Planet of the Apes? Uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, yes, that was a fun one. That, uh, that, that's, that's impressive to me because that's the first movie I've ever seen that I can relate to. Yeah, when I was a kid, but they had a deal for a dollar. You could go see all five. It said it was go eight for the day when I was a little bitty boy. Really? Went in for the day. My, it was, I think it was a dollar. It was a cheap babysitter for my mom. So I was like, yeah, a dollar, here Seven you go. Seven hours, yeah, yeah, see you yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Now, we're in a world where a lot of people have monkey brain, Gary, where people just cannot yeah. stay off their smartphone long enough huh? to uh, what? To, to pay oh, hey, Gary, what's up? Or, or to learn something. Um, and you have focused on this search engine game for a long time to become an expert. So I'd like to ask you, 
Um, how did you first get involved in search engine marketing? Because you 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 have you have stayed focused on this idea for so long. You fought the the natural desire everyone has to have monkey brain. How long have you focused? How, how did you first get involved in search engines? And how long, and how long have you been doing this? Okay, uh, that's a great question. And you know what? It was one of those holy grail moments where the light, the the clouds parted and this big light came down. I used to be a web developer in Los Angeles, created a lot of great sites. You've probably heard of them. Charlie's Angel, Hollow Man, Blair Witch, some talk show radio hosts, uh, Rush Limbaugh, a Whoa. bunch of those. But I just finished doing Blair Witch and Artisan came to me and said, hey, we have an idea for this great site. So we worked on it for a year. It was a million-dollar budget. I created the site. It was all in Flash. Remember those days? Oh, Flash. Where you could, uh, yeah, Flash. Great product. But I was done with the project, delivered it early, and they said, Gary, thanks a lot. We just sold it to Sony for $13 million. And thank God we did because the site can't rank on the search engines. And there it was. He came down from above and said, Gary... That's the holy grail. The reason is you could spend a million dollars on a website, and if it's not visible, it's worth nothing. Gary, I had audio, and see, I, a lot of times people don't like that I mic our, our guests without their permission. Well, but Z, we have audio of what actually happened at that very moment. Do you want to hear the audio, Z? From what? What year was this, Gary? It was nineteen ninety-six or five. No, either way, we didn't. We didn't. We 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 do mic everything, but sometimes we fail to date it. Z, but this is the audio. It's it's amazing your mic technology, even back in the nineties. Gary, this is the man upstairs. I'm not going to necessarily say this is the voice of God, but the voice of the man upstairs. And I do want to clarify that if you build a beautiful website, a beautiful, incredible, huge, gorgeous website that no one can find, it's like building a billboard in the woods. And as the man upstairs, I'm communicating to you via CB technology. Gary, is that kind of what it felt like, that moment? It, 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 uh, almost the same way, yeah. I still have goose pimples every time I hear that. Yeah, nice. nice. Okay, yeah. now, okay. So I have a bunch of questions that we've gathered from the Thrive Nation that I want to ask you. And then I'm going to have Z ask sort of the follow-up question on behalf of the entrepreneurs out there who go, I don't know what you're talking about. Ha, ha. So, when you optimize a website, Gary, why is it important, step one, that you decide what keyword phrase that your website is about? What one keyword phrase your website is about? Okay, that's really incredibly important. People don't understand the importance. They put all this garbage in the titles, all the garbage in the meta information, and on their page. You have to really focus. So I'm going to give you an example, and you're going to know who they are. So let's say your company does carpet cleaning. So you're going to, of course, use carpet cleaning. If you're a local business, some of the new voice search, like uh, carpet cleaning near me, carpet cleaning California, carpet cleaning where I live, and Sanitas or San Diego. So it's not only that. It's not only finding the keyword, it's making sure you pick a keyword that is being searched or how many people are looking for that. I'm going to give you a quick little fact. So carpet cleaning, just that one generic term, 102,000 searches per month. 102,000? Yeah, 102,000. All right, now let's look at this. Carpet cleaning near me, what do you think of those searches would be? 
Well, about 3,800. That's the potential that you could have coming to your website. Now, three, that would be perfect 100%, but let's take that for example. Here's another weird fact. Carpet cleaning California, 10. Now, why would carpet cleaning near me and carpet cleaning California have such a wide difference? And why would it be carpet cleaning near me have a higher? Because people are looking for relevant. You have to think like what a user's doing. I wouldn't type in carpet cleaning California because maybe it's some guy up in, uh, way up in North Cal when I need somebody at my house. So you have to be really strategic when you're picking that money-making keyword. Make sense? Okay, I've got it now. Now we've done that question. Now we come over here to the old, the old dudes. The that, old guard. Uh, mm. That we're, you know, that uh, we just figured out how to turn our computers on. Mess with your phone yeah, all the mess time. with, you know, trying to figure the stuff out. It's and, updating. Yeah, we're always calling Apple to get a, can I get an appointment to come right. in and figure out how to do this thing? You threw out a term in there. You said meta, the meta tag. What that? what that? what the hey? Yes. What the, what is that? Is that like a medical term? Is that like a. Medic. Is that like a medic? Did you mean the medic tab? That like the medic tab, like the. Oh, okay. Meta tags are like the code behind your website. So your website looks all pretty, and or if you have a building, it looks all pretty. So how do you run that building? Where well, you have electric wiring in it, you've got plumbing, uh, all those things that go in the background are the same as on a website to get it to work. Gotcha. Well, that's no. That would just make sense now. Now, this is this is one thing I want to make sure the listeners get out there. If you are going to hire your firm, Gary, and Gary, you tell me if I'm wrong, okay? You, but you have clients that pay you an average right now. Of uh, you have some clients, you know, small businesses that might pay three thousand, but you have accounts that are going to pay a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe like what? What's what's the most amount that someone might pay per month? Like a hundred thousand dollars a month to be top <laughs> in Google? What's the most? I'm seriously, what's the real number, Gary? Yeah, uh, I'll say an average. An average is about fifteen k. Um, but you know, some of the small businesses. I'm really sensitive. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. You guys are both entrepreneurs, so I try to help everybody, even if they can't uh, afford my company. I'm going to give them really useful information. But some of the big dogs are playing. Yeah, uh, well above fifty to eighty thousand. How could somebody afford to pay you? Why would somebody pay you guys fifty thousand dollars a month? I mean, wh- how could it change somebody's life if they get to the top of Google? It is exponential. I mean, it's hard to put in words when I see clients get those top results. Like uh, we did Frederick's the Hollywood. Uh, which was one of my favorite accounts, by the way. Uh, Victoria's Secret, <laughs> Victoria's Secrets was always in those top positions, and we got them number one for lingerie and sexy lingerie, and it exploded the revenue thirty times. Thirty times! Wow! Yeah, thirty. And they times. were a multi-million-dollar company. That's amazing. That's again, if you're out there and you're saying, "Why do I need to learn about optimization?" It can absolutely change your life. And, and Gary, one thing I've noticed is that a lot of businesses they go to a conference and they leave confused. A lot of business owners go to a conference and they leave confused because the guy gets up there, the presenter talks about short tail keywords versus long tail keywords. Can you explain the difference between short tail keywords and long tail keywords? 
Sure. You know what? I don't even have to go to a conference to be confused sometimes. It just naturally happens every day. (laughs) (laughs) Except when it comes to this. Um, Long tail. Here's the perfect example. A short tail is that moneymaker, the real big one, the national keyword. Like, I'm going to keep using this one over and over. I think everybody will understand. Carpet cleaning. Okay? So, a long tail is carpet cleaning near me and stain removal experts. So short tail is just a shorter brief description and a long tail is a lot of words in there. So like flowers or I need to find red roses near me. So that's the difference. Okay, so long tail versus short tail keywords. I think we've covered that. We've covered, you know, why search engine might might cost people a lot of money. We see we've talked about the value of really dominating a a a, a word. Uh, Gary, I want to ask you this: Why would if someone's out there, let's say Doctor Zellner has a new venture he's in, he's involved in and he wants to dominate? Why would he want to focus on a local keyword versus a national? Can you kind of explain uh, help somebody like Doctor Z, who's an entrepreneur, multiple businesses? Why would he want to focus on a local word versus a national word? Sure. So let's say, Dr. Z, how are you today? You feeling good? I'm feeling great, buddy. Okay. So let me explain to you the theory. So if you're a local business and you've got one store location and you're located wherever you are, if you go after a national keyword, so if you're a dentist and you say, I want to go after that keyword dentist, the competition is going to be incredible. And guess what? There may be like wiki articles or really powerful sites. The Wall Street Journal talking about dentists, maybe WebMD. It's almost going to be impossible to get that keyword. And guess what? Google's smart. So if you type in dentist, they're going to use your location to pull up more relevant information, especially with this machine learning that's going on. Computers are getting smarter. Um, So you want to focus in your area because you don't want a guy calling you for a teeth cleaning in uh, Oshkosh, you know, wherever. You want a person that's right near you to get in and earn the business. But let's say that Dr. Z, let's say Dr. Z has a new company or a brand he's working on and Z wants to take it statewide. Would you figure out, would you be able to tell him how much it would cost if he wants to be statewide dominant for a new product or service? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I sit down with everybody. I speak with everybody. Since I've been doing this so long and seeing so many different type of business verticals, I sit down and I say, okay, Dr. Z, what do you want to accomplish? Tell me what's going on with the site. Oh, I don't have enough business. I don't have enough foot traffic. I don't get enough leads off the website. I don't get enough phone calls. So I define what your goals are, what really matters most to you. Then I structure a strategy based on that. To me, it's really simple. He's in California. He wants to dominate all business in California. So I will go after some of the generic terms because California is a big state. And then I would define that by localities. So example, I have a franchise company that's all over the U.S., So how do you focus on that? So what I do is on the main corporate, I focus on generic. And then with all the franchisees, I focus on geo-targeted or location or regional keywords. Now, if I, uh, let's say that I'm out there 
And, uh, uh, you know, I am Z's marketing guy, and Z, Z and I are talking, and Z says, Clay, no matter what we have to do, let's get to the top for, like, you do auto auctions. Z, do you ever want to take your auto auction across the whole state, or is it just going to be in Tulsa, you think? Yeah, I've got some expansion plans that I'm, I'm thinking about doing, but, uh, it, you know, that's... It's not a really retail establishment, so it doesn't really have to be. You know, that's I, I would rather take money and spend it on other businesses that I own to get them SEO. You know, it doesn't have to pop front page, though it does. I mean, for the listeners out there that out there. for the listeners out there who don't know what he's talking about, uh, his auto auction sells pretty much just to used car dealers. That you have to have a used car dealer's license, so it's B two B, and so it's really not. You know, I've got business to business, business to business. I've got about a thousand guys I you know I reach out and touch on, and you but know your optometry clinic. Let's say you want to take it across. The that's state. a different. Are you gonna ever do that? Game. You know, good Oklahoma City. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. Good question. Now that my kids are getting licensed and joining the practice, that's a, we're, we're talking about it. So let's say that you sat down with Doctor Z and you said, Doctor Z. Here's what we need to do. Gary, how long would it take to get Dr. Z to the top of Google search engine results, assuming that there was no limit on the budget? Like you could just spend whatever you, you know, whatever was available. I always would just ask you, how long would it take to get Dr. Z to the top of Google for the whole state? He's already in the top for Tulsa, but how would you get to the top? How long would it take to get to the top for the state of Oklahoma? Uh, that's a really great, great question. I get that asked all the time to me. Now, in the background, what I think in my head is, uh, okay, how competitive it is, how many other people are competing. I look at his competition to find out what they're doing versus what he's doing. But here is the answer. I tell everybody it's at least three to six months to get really traction going mm-hmm. and get good results and the reason is it just takes time to build out the website to create all the on-page seo to bolster your content and then amplify that or push it out through your all your social media channels like facebook linkedin pinterest youtube uh and um, twitter so to get there, I'm going to tell you, doctor, just because I don't want to give you false expectations, three to six months. Sure, that seems fair. Now, Marshall, you work with a lot of business owners who uh, ask you know, SEO, search engine optimization-related questions. And we have one of the gurus of search. I, I really do believe that there is a, a Gary, Grant, Bruce Clay, and then kind of everybody else. There's not a whole lot of other search engine optimization wizards with as much of a resume as you guys have. What question would you have for Gary about search engine optimization on behalf of some of your clients who ask these questions on a, on a daily basis? Yeah, so I have some uh, clients that really want to get to the top of Google and they see sites that are performing so well. And so they'll say, you know, I, I really don't want to create the, the content myself. This site's performing really well. Can I just, you know, copy the content that's on their site and Ooh. post it on mine? Or can I can I just, you know, hire somebody to, to write the content for me? I mean, why can't I just duplicate content uh, from other sites around the web and, and compile and make a big aggregate site for search engine optimization? Okay. Well, you know what I would tell you? Wait a second. Did you guys hear that? I hear police sirens. Oh my God, I just got a letter from a lawyer because you'd be in violation of copyright infringement laws, mm. DCMA, Digital, uh, DMCA, Digital Millennium Copyright Act. So when you put up content on your website, you immediately own that. All the images, the pictures, the content, that's your stuff. 
You own it. It's copyrighted. It's on your website. When somebody steals that and scrapes your site and duplicates that just for the quick run, you can send Google and them a instant removal of the content. If they refuse to do it, you can go to their hosting provider, and by law, they have to comply with this Copyright Act and pull them down. Now, I will tell you something. This is kind of interesting, and it goes along with that question. Our site is www.seoinc.com. If you guys want to check this out and type in www.seoinc.us, that's a guy stole my site. Oh. It's a guy that, yeah, he duplicated. So I have a process going on right now. I just contacted their hosting company, and they should be down within a day or two. Really? Look at that. .us. There it is. That's got pretty crazy. That's pretty like good. Well, hopefully he's getting a lot of leads here before you take him down, right? Yeah, you know what? That's really fraud. You know, and I'm really scared for people. And there's a couple programs you guys could use and for your listeners yeah. to take action. One is called Copyscape. And what you do is you put your website in there and, a, and different pages of your website, and it scours the Internet for people using your content. It will come up with, like, they've copied 10%, or in some cases, 100% of your copy. Matter of fact, a funny story, I had somebody steal my site, and I think they were in Japan, and it had the About Us page, and it says, our CEO, Gary Grant. And I was like, wait, what? They left that in there. They were so bad at stealing the content, they left my name on that page. Gary, I want to ask you some more tough questions from our listeners out there. There's, there's a lot of listeners out there that, that are saying, you know what, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I'm a spine surgeon. I'm a dentist. I am a lawyer. Therefore, search engine optimization does not work in my industry. Can you please debunk this myth? Oh, my God. You know what? So I'm going to put it into perspective. When was the last time you used the phone book? Uh, I use it every day. I'm a very loyal person. I believe in the brand. Uh, I never, just like reading it. Never. Yeah. I've never. I mean, it's never. 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 You know what? Consumers these days want information, and they want to consume it, and they want the answer right now. I need to find my tooth is hurting. i got to find a dentist right now. The, uh, search engines and the use of the technology, is the, there's nothing that compares. Zero. Nothing. Money mailers. I just throw those packs out. I don't even read it. If I want something, I want instant gratification. I don't want to go through all these companies just to find a, a plumber or a dentist. Now, I'm going to give you some real facts. This is outstanding. We have, we have several dentists as clients. I have one that's paying almost 5000 a month. And you're like, oh, my God, 5000 a month for a dentist. a year. That's a lot of money, yeah. That is a lot of money. But get this. Here's the results. 739% increase in organic traffic. Wow. Yeah, 826% in the overall amount of keyword ranking. 166% in local organic traffic. That's what you want. Here's the big point. Are you ready? Here it comes. Drum roll. This is the money. Here we go. 30% increase in revenue, 700% return on investment. This doctor had to open a whole new facility 
because he was overloaded. He had to get new doctors. He had to get new employees. Is that credible? That's so incredible. tell me it doesn't work. Now, okay, okay. So here, here's where uh, it gets a little weird. Uh, Dr. Z, please feel free to chime in and hit the weird alarm if you want to here. Whoop, whoop. Z, how long have you been an optometrist? 26 years. If you had to speculate, 20, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you a moment to think about this for a second. Okay. If you had to think about, and you go, guys, you know, somebody's really going to ask you, they're, they're wanting to know, how many patients has your clinic seen over the years? I'm going to cue up some music. Okay. Think about, do the math real quick. You know, how many, how many patients do you think... How many patients do you think that you have seen in the, those... The offices have seen? Yeah, the offices. Do, 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 no pressure. We just want to we just kind of just think about it. Do the math, roughly. Um, well, let me get my little calculator. Yeah, Rough guesstimate. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess it to be... Carry okay, he, Gary, he's doing the research here. We're doing some research Square here. root of nine. Here we go. Three. Average up the well, if you, you travel over you carry the one. So the square root. Really think about it. I mean, I would say high. closer to a million than not. Amen. Did you just Ooh. say? Wait a second. Did you just say a million? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Chuck, I, wow, should, I put my, should I put my finger in my mouth like a? Well, Chuck, like one, Chuck, one million. Chuck, he yeah. just said a million. So yeah. You know what they say. See a brawl to get that booty ackle. <laughs> Leg a down and smack them, yak them. That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> uh, so you've had over a million customers that you've worked with over the years. But, Z, uh, Google reviews were not a big thing until... Gary, when did Google reviews start to be a big thing? Google getting, getting objective reviews from real customers. Getting objective reviews uh, is great. I'd say it happened within... Uh, I'm not going to pinpoint that. I'll yeah. say... More importantly, over the last five years, it's become more and more important. So, Z, if you had, let's say, an objective review from at least a third of your customers, it could be possible that right now you would have 300,000 reviews. But most of your uh, customers have come over the span of 20-something years. So now, here, so now here you are, 27 years in, you're 53 years old. 54. 54 years old. You're close. You're and real close on all this. How much does it irritate the crap out of you. The young whippersnap, like uh, Oxyfresh, let's say, this guy's got 140,000 reviews, Jonathan Barnett with Oxyfresh, and you're like, you weren't even born when I was dominating, buddy. I mean, uh, buddy, how much does this irritate you that, that you that you started your business in a pre-Google review era? Well, now that you say it like that, the next time I see... You're going to punch him? I'm going to throat punch him, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to walk up and just poof, right in the throat and they go, okay, now we're, we're squared up it's now. It's good now. <laughs> okay, SEO that. Okay, SEO that. But I mean, seriously, see, it's, it's funny, but... Uh, the game, listen, here's the deal about it. Yeah. The game keeps a changing, and you've got to step on the times. I mean, I can remember what the big deal was to have the biggest ad in the phone. Yeah, that was, that oh, was the full move. Major. That was the move. See, I hate to take the show to a yeah. dirty level. But and you, you got a picture of all your staff looking yes, good. Looking good. Mm, Beth, mm, looking that yeah, that's Doug the over there from the... Oh, yeah. He's in the length grinding department. Mm. He is so sexy. Did you yeah, Tammy? Just, I'm going to hire a few more pretty girls just to come in the picture yeah. so we look even oh, better. Yeah. Yeah. Is that dirty? That's I don't know. Is that possible? Is that called marketing? Oh. Ooh, what is that? Oh. I don't even know. And then you were you were like, you're like... Okay, I did a half page this year. I better be the biggest one in there, right? And some dude did like a full page and be like, are you kidding me? Did anybody ever so do you a would, double page? Two so pages? you and me with the yellow page guy. And this is this is the audio of you talking to the yellow page guy. <laughs> you said, so here's the deal. I want to be the full page and the yellow page guy. I want to be first. And I swear, if you don't make me the entire page, you might wake up with a horse head in your bed. If you're not first, you're last. And I'm going to make a deal you can't refuse. Let me tell you. I need a favor. I was going over there to the, to the shoe carnival. 
and I bought you some concrete shoes. I want to know, do they fit? I don't want you sleeping with the fishes, because that's gonna, no good. We're going to rename snakes. you Snakes. I talked to Snakes, and Snakes told me, you're going to sell with the full page out, is that right? Take the ad. Leave the gun. Okay, so the point is, we yes, lived, yes, what is the there, point? Was a diff, there was a different <laughs> time. There was a different time. There was a different, was a different time. time. But, we but didn't now have a we're in a world of, of gathering yeah. Google reviews. Gary, for somebody out there who says, gosh, I just can't gather reviews. And in fact, I'm a lawyer, so no one even reads reviews. I'm a dentist, so no one even reads reviews. Gary, why does every business owner that you're helping to optimize their website, why do they need to participate with you and get reviews? Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly how I search. If I'm looking for a product, I'll give you a couple examples. If I'm looking for a product, the first thing I do is look at the product name and then just type after that reviews. You know why? Because if the guy has three reviews and they're five stars, and there's another guy with 2,000 reviews with a four and a half star, where are you going? I'm going to go to the guy that's most reviewed because you would think that that's the best product. Reviews or third-party referrals or testimonials or uh, agreeing that your business is great. Now, if you're a dentist, I've seen some unbelievable reviews. The guy horrified me. Worst experience ever. He pulled my teeth out. I was in pain for weeks. He screwed up the you know, thing. After, do you think you're ever going to go with that guy? No. 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 Out of curiosity, I wonder why. I wonder why he's so bad. I want to go check him out. Let's see, unless right. unless you're like Bill, unless you're like Bill Murray out of that movie with, uh, you know, where he likes pain. You know, with Steve Martin's the dentist, and he's like, oh yeah, he likes that pain. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy. That's my Huckleberry. I like a little pain. Chup, you had a hot question for Gary. Yeah, hey Gary, I was wondering. We've been talking about content and all these things, but I was wondering, is there a certain way that you're supposed to name photos on your website? Is there a way that people need to do that? Yeah. There is, and there's a couple good reasons for it. Uh, I'd say probably the most important reason is is for people with uh, disabilities and also search. So let me go into both aspects, right? So people with disabilities, they're, they're, they have programs calling adaptive software. So let's take example. My daughter is blind, so when she goes to a website, if it's full of pictures, it doesn't tell her anything. She doesn't know what to do. Boom, you lose your user. But more importantly, if you make your site more accessible by even naming the pictures that describe what it is, you can put keywords in there. Guess what? When somebody types an image for teeth cleaning or teeth whitener, boom, that image could come up and they say, oh, this is from Dr. Kevorkian. I'm going to go to him. Mm. Well, you probably won't want to go to Dr. Kevorkian, but... You know what I'm saying. Now, uh, Target, uh, years ago, I think, I think you know the story, Gary, but Target.com was sued over not having alt tags on their shopping cart. Do you remember this story? Well, I certainly do because they called me. Really? Wow. Tell us the story yeah. about the story that I know. <laughs> okay, everybody, sit down, get the marshmallows out, gather around the campfire because this is exactly what happened. Target called me up. Well, first off, my daughter searched on Target. She spent 45 minutes on the website, went to check out, and it was impossible. There was no way for her to check out. If you could see and, you know, you had a mouse, uh, you were able to check out and finish and complete your purchase. Now, imagine that if she's sitting there for 45 minutes, she can't get out of the house, she can't buy things like everybody else. It really it's not a good thing. So Target calls me up. And there was a guy from uh, Berkeley, 
that uh, sued them because the site was inaccessible. So I'm on the phone with them, their whole IT people are there, and they said, okay, what would it take for you to fix this problem? We don't want to pay you to come in, but can't you just write us a white paper? And I said, sure. So let me analyze the site. My, my, it's funny because my daughter uh, spent 45 minutes on the site and she couldn't order anything. So I said, I'll write your white paper. It'll be about 20K and it'll be able to fix everything on the site, including the checkout. I already knew what the site needed because I you know, did a quick review uh, when my daughter uh, couldn't search. So they said, 20 grand for a white paper. You know what? We don't have the time or resources to invest in that. We can't put our um, team up for that. I don't know when we do that. You know what? That audience is so small that we're not going to attack it. And I said, yeah, but you're, you're missing the big picture. You have to do that as part of the WCAG, which I'm on the board for uh -oh. with the W3. Uh -oh. Yeah, with the W3C, you know, I'm not going to throw them under the bus and report them. But however, I said, you have to do that. But even more importantly, fixing the accessibility of your website will make it rank higher. And they were like, uh, we don't really care at this time. And I said, well, you know what? If you don't do this, you're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah, and Bruce so Sexton Jr. sued them. And I believe, he was a, I believe he was a student. He was a student at the University of California, Berkeley. And he sued them. And I believe, yes. if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he won $6 million. That is exactly right, $6 million. And you know what the sad part of the story is? What's that? Target called me up. Target called me up and they said, uh, we'd like to have that white paper. I said, really? It's now 40000 Oh. And they, they, <laughs> yeah, they did it anyway. They got me so upset that they didn't want to do it. But you know what, Clay's going on? There are, have you guys heard about this, the um, accessibility trolls? Yes. Yeah, they're out there and they're looking for these larger brand sites to go on to see if they're accessible and then going after them. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, ambulance chaser lawyers, these guys are just trolling the Internet or patent trolls. They're going after companies now. Alt tags is what you call them. you got to name your images properly, and if you don't, you won't rake high in Google, and potentially if you're as big as Target, you might be sued, or maybe slightly is not, maybe not as big as Target, but if you're a big company, you might be at legal risk. Now, Gary, I want to ask you this next hot question. Google reviews, going back to this again. If I'm listening right now and I say, I don't have the time to get Google reviews. And furthermore, people just won't leave me a Google review. What is the best way to get a Google review? Well, you, uh, as any business owner uh, out there, and I'm sure there's a ton listening to us right now, you've got to work hard. You've got to get up early. You've got to put in that dedication. You have to make sure that you have a quality product and quality service. And it's the same way with the Internet. You just can't put up a page and say, Woohoo, I'm going to be rich. Look at all these uh, leads coming in. You know, you know what I mean? Woo, I got a website Show up. me the money. <laughs> yeah, wait, a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Hey, there's nobody going to the site. Uh, I don't have any reviews. Uh, I can't get them and start whining about that. Look, if you're a business owner, you put your heart and soul and invest everything into that. Why not take that time to ask a client? They're super happy you're done. You just finished a project at their house and you're like, oh my God, boom, perfect time to get a review. A restaurant, that was the best meal ever. And I said, really? You want to know, can you give us a five-star review? Have you ever bought a car and walked in there and they always say, 
You're going to get a uh, questionnaire. Can you give us all tens? Yeah. Yep. That's the same thing. You've got to ask for it. If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. Oof. Biblical knowledge. Have not because you ask not. Say that again. You have not because you ask not. Mm. Here we go. Now, this is the next question I have for you. There are companies out there that email you every day. Anybody out there listening, you get this email. It's a company typically based in India or somewhere near huh. India, and they're going to say... We have microwave burritos for, for you. For $399, we can get you to the we top can of do, Google. We can do this for you, you today. Like to optimize your Google map for you. We would. And, and you're, saying, oh, you're saying, okay, okay, that's cool, because uh, uh, I listened to this show with Gary, and Gary's saying, you know, it might cost me three grand a month, and for $399 a month, I mean, they're going to do it, so why not? And I get a burrito throwing in on the deal. Yes. It's not a bad deal. I get the burrito. Gary, can you talk to me about why... <laughs> You can't just hire a firm out of India to optimize your website for $399. Sure. You know what's really crazy and strange? I get about five emails a day. I will get you to the number one in Google in three weeks. <laughs> just send me 500. I'm getting it. And you know what I send them back? And I said, well, if you had rankings, you wouldn't ha- have to spam me. So thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, truth bomb. So, right. So here's the thing, right? Everybody, you know, when Bruce Clay, and I know Bruce, you mentioned him before. I know him very well. We're really good friends. And when we started, there was only a handful of people doing this. Now it seems like everybody and their brother knows this. And everybody from India, they're like, oh, this is a hotspot. We can make a lot of money. In fact, is they don't know. They're just thinking that putting some keywords in, in a website is going to get people ranked you might as well take that $300 and take your wife or significant other out for dinner because it's not going to do anything. You get more enjoyment from the no, dinner. It's yeah, not going to no. work. What well, oh. you just said is not right. Z, Z, here's the deal. He, he, this poor, I'm going to call you out, Gary. That was a poor analogy. You should take the $300 and take your wife's brother on a date. Because that is, that is I mean, you don't get any, if you take your wife on a date, you at least get some impact, right? We we have a disconnect. Right. We, I think we have a little disconnect here. I'm saying if you take your wife on a date, there might be a benefit of doing that. Well, yeah. But if you take your wife's brother on a date, there's no upside to it. That's more akin to this. Oh, I see what you're you saying. You know what yes. I'm saying. I see what you're saying. I got it. I got, I got it. it. I got, I got it. it. <laughs> and I'm just saying I want to take my wife's brother on a date. <laughs> you, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, no. okay. So just, <laughs> is there something wrong with got, that? Got a, little, got a little weird there. Got a little weird. I mean, just joking, right, guys? Freudian slip. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on. All right. So now search engine optimization. A lot of times people say, okay, my site looks awesome, though. It looks awesome. I just paid a website company to build it, and it looks awesome. But I cannot find the passwords. Gary, how often do you work with a business owner who cannot find their passwords? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, we're doing a, yeah, we're doing a wine uh, distributor site. He happens to be a good friend of mine, and he goes, oh, I, "I wait, I had somebody build this site for me, and I don't know where the passwords are. I can't find the passwords." And we called the company. Uh, we actually couldn't get the passwords. We had to get him on the phone to validate he was the guy that owned it. We got the passwords. And he, he didn't know what he was doing. He sent me passwords for his Facebook, all the other accounts. And he called us up this morning and says, hey, wait a minute. There's all these new pictures and videos up on Facebook. I don't even know how to post there. I didn't even know I had a password from that. I get that all the time. You know what? This is your business, man. This is your business. Would you forget the unlock code of your business when you walked in the door? 
you have to keep this information. This is going to make you money. So it's incredibly important. Ah, I lost the password. Oh, I lost the keys to the front door. I guess we're going to be closed <laughs> until I get a locksmith. Let's take some time so off. Good. I can't find the key to my house. I mean, this is a big thing. So if you're out there listening, this is, this is not meant to beat you up. It's meant to help you. you got to know your passwords. Talk to me about the dangers of just delegating your website to some web guy or somebody related to you twice removed. Gary, why is it so dangerous to delegate your web optimization to a guy you know? Oh, my God. This is probably the worst thing you could do, especially if it's a family member. Because right? I've had a guy, yeah, you know, I gave the web development to my cousin, and at Thanksgiving we had a brawl at the table because he didn't finish it, and it looked like crap. And I was like, oh, my God. Now, if you hired an agency, you'd have a professional do it. Because a lot of people think they get, oh, I'll just go to Wix or Squarespace and put a website up. Guess what? Those sites you can't rank. You just can't. And then I've got a guy that has just a one-page wonder, like a business card. It's, you know, it's not going to do anything unless you just say, hey, take a little website. Here's, but if you want to make money, you've got to think about it, man. Plan it. So when you build a, a building, now, look, I need to build my house. Hey, cousin, why don't you just wing up the house and build it for me? <laughs> wing it up. You think that's <laughs> Depends yeah. if it's your wife's yeah. brother, yeah. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Just go for it. Get your nail gun. Go buy a hammer. I'll even give it to you. Build the house. Hey, you know, I yeah. took you on that. Yeah. I took you out the other night there, uh, brother-in-law. Can you just build me a house now real, real fast? Real can quick. you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I remember buying you some incredible table-side guac. Steak yeah, table-side guac. Now, I want to ask you, why, Gary, for somebody out there who's just fighting this idea, why does it matter what a website looks like? Okay. I'm going to put it kind of in simple terms. Have, have you ever been to a store and you walk in and you're like, whoa, I'm never buying anything here. Turn around, walk right out. It's dirty. It just doesn't look cool. Everything is broken down on it. Same thing with the website. You have to present the image of your company. You can present yourself to be really larger than you are, like a plumber. It could be amazing. His shop might be a mess, but that website, people are like, whoa, this guy knows what he's doing. So it's all about that image and, more importantly, become an authority have trustworthiness in the site because that's how you're going to get people to buy from you. So you have to just think in those terms on the internet. I'm really good at what I do. I've got a great building, yet my website looks like crap. That could be the first impression somebody gets. Okay, I'm never going to use Joe Schmoll the Blummer. That site looks like garbage. His work will probably be the same. Why can't you just update a website, fill it up with meta tags, meta, descript meta descriptions, meta keywords? Why can't you just take a site, load it up with the, the meta tags, the meta keywords, and description, and that's it? Why, why do you have to keep adding content? Okay, uh, another great question. Back in the old days, before cell phones were out there, I remember those times. You guys probably don't remember those oh, times. Oh, I do. But I do. Mm. Yeah, you do, right? Oh, yeah. So back in the old days on search, you could stuff all the keywords in there and oh, put like great. 50 words on a page. Yeah. Put every product and service, and you might have the potential being ranked. Oh, that's nice. Nowadays, Google has so many signals to look at a site and score it. They want quality. They want the site to be uh, authoritativeness. They want to make sure you're an expert. And so how they're going to make sure you're an expert is – by the quality of content you, that you put out. 
Is it useful? Can somebody consume that and really get an answer? I'm going to, guys, tell you something new that's out there that maybe you might have heard these little trick buzzwords, but user intent, micro moments, Google answer box. Have you heard of that stuff? Continue, Gary. Break it down. Okay, great. So let's look at this. If I'm looking for a plumber, I want information quickly about that. So user intent is a person to find a problem, look for a product, like how to fix a leaky faucet. How do I fix that leaky faucet? I want to find a plumber to fix my leaky faucet. So the intent of me going on the search engines is to answer one of those questions. A micro moment without getting too complicated, is that moment when the person is either on their phone or has a specific problem to solve, they're going to find that content because it's really good. So Google Answer Box, I don't know if anybody has seen this, but if you go how to fix the leaky faucet, you're going to get videos up there, people doing it. And I saw it the other day. I just wanted to figure out, like, what's this Google Answer Box zero? Well, guess what? There's a position higher than number one. It's called position zero. It's one of the most coveted positions to get because traffic goes off the hook. So if any one of your viewers or yourself type in what is E-A-T, hyphen which is one of Google's acronyms, we're number one for that search. And it's huge. The traffic we're getting on that is huge. And people are like, wow, these guys know about expertise authoritativeness and trustworthiness and they're calling us up and said how do we get that from google that's a big scoring factor so you really have to think and plan out what you're doing and uh that's kind of the logic behind it why can't you gary just uh you know submit your website to a bunch of search engines you know back in the day you could just submit your website to thousands of search engines and be top that way why can't you do that now yeah, Google has come up with uh, a lot of scoring values. Now, around 2010, uh, if you think of this, if you get a link from Google, that's like the best link you could have. And let's call that a plus 10 link. And then if you get a link from uh, a farm site, some Viagra or porn site, that's a negative 10. You'd end up with, yeah, you'd end up with a, re a zero result. Most of those sites that used to provide links, they're all spam. They've got really bad ratings. So you'd have to really clean up that. That's not the way to do it. And again, there's no quick fix. As an entrepreneur, a business owner, it's blood, sweat, and tears. You know, you're just not going to put a business up and make a million dollars. You've got to really work hard and relentlessly to make it happen. Same thing. Why wouldn't you do that on the Internet? I mean, that's the number one marketing tool. That's the number one marketing uh, uh, moneymaker for businesses. You've got to really think hard about that and make a decision. You know what? I put all this sweat, uh, blood, sweat, and tears in. I'm going to do the same with my website and wait what happens after that. Now, let's say that I'm out there. Let's say that I'm in the medical space or maybe I, I'll give you two examples. Let's say I'm in the medical space or I'm in the chicken coop space. And I make really nice chicken coops. Why in a perfect world should I, as the maker of the chicken coops, write my own content? In a perfect world. And why should I, in, in the medical space, in a perfect world, write my own con content? Why would that be just awesome if someone would actually do that? Okay. And you know what? Who knows your business or product better than you? Not too many people. Okay, I use this specific wood. 
I take my time. I don't screw things in. I use wooden dowels. It's all handcrafted craftsmanship. And you're proud of it. You want to put the pictures up there. Maybe you put a, a video and even do one of those time-lapse recordings of how much energy and effort is put into that. So that's the chicken coop guy, right? You want to write that content because you have to think. You know the product better than anybody. You're trying to sell that product. Talk about how great the quality is. And the more content you put out there that's quality that people are looking for, the better you're going to rank. But what, what, what percentage of clients will actually sit down if they make chicken coops or, again, if they say they're in the medical industry and they do sell a medical product? What percentage of people will actually sit down and actually write the content? I mean, what, what percentage of the time do people do that? Or what percentage of the time do they just hire your firm to do it for them? I say about 90% don't write the content. They just, I don't have the time. I'm running my business. And if they're a client, uh, you know, down the road, they're super busy. We want them to focus on making money and um, running their business where we'll take the marketing aspect off their hands. Guess what? We know how to do it. Because you know what people tell me, Clay, you know, I write this content. Again, it's that holy grail moment that I put out all this content, but nobody's viewing it. Well, the content has to be optimized, too. Okay, so how much do you charge per page of content? For the, let's say a guy reaches out to you, they are in the medical industry or in the coop industry. What do you charge per page? Um, now, a lot of companies will pump out content, and I've seen pricing from about 110 bucks to $200. I'm talking about that good con- Gary Grant content, that hot content. This is the hot content that's optimized, that uses latent semantic indexing and all the great stuff, the buzzwords of SEO. We're around, it depends, around $300, $300. But that content is going to rank and make money. You know, again, creating one page is not going to happen. There's so many issues with the site, like site health. You have to make it healthy. You have to st- uh, fix the errors, just like the alt tags. you got to fix those. So, Clay, if you picture it as this, to put it in really simple terms, yeah, yeah. If, you have a, if you have a puzzle that's a thousand pieces, yeah. if you're missing one, the puzzle will never be put together. You've got to put all the pieces in, content, on-site optimization, getting links, getting the reviews, uh, creating content that's, com- that's compelling. That's when you start to put together a campaign that's going to work. So, again, if I'm out there and I'm going, okay, I am a dentist, I'm very busy, I make hundreds of dollars an hour, I don't have time to mess with this, but I want to make millions of dollars, somebody out there for as little as about $3,000 a month could get your team helping them. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely, Ken. And we are extremely successful, especially in the geo-targeted local stuff. It's a little bit easier because what we'll do is we'll ask a client, pick out your top three competitors. And what I'll do is go in, analyze what they're doing, and then we'll beat them at every turn and make my clients money. The most important thing is, okay, we'll get your traffic. We'll create your content. But if I'm not making you money, I'm not going to be a good friend of you, uh, yours. And the next time I come in for a root canal, you're going to pull my teeth out. Okay, so why does it require an entire team of highly skilled people to optimize a website and not just a dude with a laptop? Great. Just as you have a guy building the house, you're going to have an expert carpenter, you're going to have guys that do the plumbing, you're going to have electricians, you're going to have sheet rockers. 
Same thing when it comes to SEO. You're going to have a guy that writes great, quality, compelling content. You're going to have an analyst to go out and look at all the sites that you're competing with, figure out what they're doing, research the keywords. Then you're going to have an engineer go in and fix any health issues on your site. So it takes multiple people, super talented people. Most of my most of my team has been with me minimum three years to to nineteen years. I keep mm. people, I treat them really good, but they put out great work and we get results. Everybody's vested in our clients. Gary, I've got a two part question here for you. Here we go. The first one is I, I'm out there. I'm listening to this podcast right now. I'm getting super excited. I mean, I'm getting fired up. Fired up, baby. Fired up. Woo! And I'm, and I'm thinking, what's the what's the number one thing that I could do to my website, or or that I could have my guys do, or that I could do to help me right now? That you see overall as a general rule of thumb, what is something that is something I can put my hand around, wrap my head around, and do today to help my website? Okay, I would look at it, and sometimes this is hard for business owners to do. They look at the website, man, that website looks good. But nobody's converting on it. They're, they don't, you know, people don't like it. So what I do is I try to pull myself out as the owner and look at somebody viewing my website. So the first thing you could do is a couple simple things. You can get an account with uh, called Moz, M-O-Z, and put your information in there and really see what's happening. They'll give you all kinds of data on what your site's doing. Uh, or if there's another one called SEM Rush. It goes, it's a little bit more complex and maybe it's not for everybody. But if you were to ask me what's the couple things to do, create a really well crafted title tag, not homepage, but like Joe's Plumbing Service, expert plumbers in Encinitas. That would be a good one. Um, if you want the brand, of course, you'd put in brand terms. Um, so create a great title tag, create a, if you were to create your website, think of it as like a word doc. You want to put in H1 tags or like headline tags. That's the most important on-page code you could do. But you could do it like in WordPress. You just copy the first line of text, make it a H1. That's one of the most important words. Make sure you have your keywords in there and that it reads well. So those are the couple things you could do. And... Go get some reviews. Perfect. That's pretty simple stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty simple stuff to do. Now, the second question I had for you, I've heard some rumors, and I know they're just rumors, and now that you're really, you're really on, oh. the, in, you're on the inside, you're in the inner circle of the Illuminati. Uh, he is the circle. The Google-otomy. He's the circle. He made the circle. I, I heard a rumor that there is some talk about the government breaking up a couple of big monopolies, and one of them being Google. Um, have you heard anything about that? And if you have... Can you tell us anything about that, or is that just a Because I saw an interview with actually with uh, President Trump the other day, and on there he was asked that question, and he talked about the possibility of breaking up uh, Facebook, um, Google, and there was another big one out there too. What was it? Anyway, that they were monopolies, and that he was giving some serious thought to that. Have you heard anything? Uh, yeah, I've had. There's there's uh, a lot of discussions around that. Um, you have to figure. Google, you know, I don't know, back in the days, I remember as being a kid um, that we had telephone companies, you know, there's no cell phones. 
And they were considered a monopoly, and they were broken up into smaller divisions to give everybody uh, a competing chance. It seems that everybody's forgot about that when it comes to the Internet. Um, I know there's like big box stores like uh, Best Buy, and then there was Circuit City who went out of business. You know, the bigger giants just consume everything in the market share, and they take over. Hey, get real, Gary, like Gary, Gary, real quick, do you know anybody from Circuit City? Um, I used to work there when I was a young guy. Uh, do you like Circuit City? Uh, no, it's closed. But can I be um, on, can no, I be honest? I, can I be honest, everybody out there? Go ahead. Circuit City sucked. <laughs> so yeah, that's why they're out of business. Suck. I mean, city. it was really rough. Rabbit trail. And I'm just no. I'm, I'm saying this though because Google is so good, and like being. Yep. Bing sucks. I mean, yell. I mean, if you go like on Circuit like, City, Yahoo, Yahoo sucks. I don't want to look at the news. I didn't want to go to the news.com or foxnews.com or see. I just want to search, man. I don't want to see the weather and updates and all this mindless Everything. distraction. Back to you, Gary. Sure. You know what? It, it's kind of funny. Uh, Google started out as just like a research kind of engine yeah. and I found their patent with their algorithm and I was like okay I had like a PhD guy come over and we sat down we picked it apart and we're like okay it's about the quality of content but it's about incoming links and think of it as you're going up for an election which we just had the midterms the more votes you get or inbound links the higher you're going to be in the results so that's a big one right there <laughs> uh, but yeah you're correct Google owns about 90-some percent of search. I mean, I don't think the older, older generation between about, uh, what is it, about 30, 40 to 65 years old use Bing because guess what? It's installed on all the Windows operating right. systems as the right. default. Right. And I 100%. I, I, Microsoft is so fun. I went to the mall the other day in Oklahoma City because my kids had a cheer competition. They performed for three minutes. You wait in a holding tank for six minutes as people yell at you and encourage you to put your hands in the air because it's cheer. It's unbelievable. I seriously, I've never felt more uncomfortable as an adult than going to a cheer event. I cannot. I feel like I'm part of like a big AA meeting. They're like, it's just, it's like, and they want this. You have to participate as a group, or they, they will not let you. Like, how many people are in section four? And everyone's like, "Woo, section four B." They're like, they're looking at you. Stand up and cheer. And I'm not going to stand up and cheer. I'm not going to do that. I am not going to. They're like, everybody cheer. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Refuse. Never done that no. in college. No. Never done it in high school. Not doing it now. I freaking hate this place. Get me out of here. So I go to the mall. I go to the mall. There's the Microsoft store. There's like one Microsoft employee working there, and he's trying to escape to go to the Apple store. Yeah. And, the, and next door, the <laughs> Apple store has got a line around the door. I mean, Microsoft is so funny in that they always re they like require their products to be installed on things, and we work so hard to uninstall them. But Bill Gates continues to win. He's the ultimate salesman. He does. He forces us to buy his things. Gary, I want to ask you this. For anybody out there who's really struggling with grasping this idea, because they were just pitched this idea at some networking event from some internet charlatan yesterday, why can't I just buy a bunch of backlinks to become top in Google? That is probably one of the worst things you could do. I can't tell you how many people come to us with, we call it a toxic profile. Oof. It's pretty Oof. ugly. Uh, we had one uh, site, they do eyeglasses. I'm not going to name the exact site. Oh. But, yeah, Don't they were had some. great rankings. Uh, let's get better. Let's get greedy. Let's just go by. Take the easy road, the, the, quick, the quick fix of today. They bought all these links, 
and their traffic went from about 50,000 to about 15,000. So what we did, as I said, man, there's so much traffic for these guys. Let me look at the backlinks, and I was horrified. I mean, it was like Viagra sites, casinos, any like awful site you, you could think of. You can see the connection, right? I mean, you, you want to see well, uh, so you look for Viagra. See, now you can see well, you're looking for Viagra. You can see well for four hours. If you and, can uh, see better anyway, for four we gotta, hours we gotta or more. we got to move on. This, this metaphor on. is quickly falling apart. Okay. okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So anyways, we took that, we detoxified the site. Three months, they had 4,000. So seven months later, they had 345,000 visitors a month. Oh, Garrett. But they, but they hey no now. longer sold any Viagra, right? So that's that's a downside. Well, they were Viagra so, yeah. sales yeah. company. Yeah. So okay. They were? Gary, there are some, there's somebody out there who says, but Gary, the search engine techniques you're teaching me at SEO Inc., you know, the search engine techniques I'm learning, you know, I look at some big brands like Nike or Tesla that are just flash-based. They got images everywhere. They don't seem like they're having like a thousand you know, words per page or 500 words a page. And they're not following any of the canonical rules and they don't have optimized title tags. Gary, can you enlighten the listeners out there as to why a big company like Nike that's spending billions of dollars on advertising might not care a whole lot about following search engine compliance rules? Sure. Uh, well, things are changing. Some of the big companies have done, I remember a BMW company, they got removed from Google's index because they were buying links and all kinds of stuff. Oh. So immediately, yeah. So as soon as they stopped doing that and removed those, they came back in the search results like nothing happened. But when you go and talk about the big brands, I'll never forget Eric Schmidt he was the uh, former CEO of Google. He said, we have to put more emphasis on the big brands and rank them higher just because they're a brand. So they're doing that. And, you know, Google says they never manipulate the search values. Uh, well, they do with big brands. They put, put them at the top, like Walmart, um, JCPenney's. Well, JCPenney had an issue. But the big box, big brand stores are going to secure those top rankings. Plus, they have a lot of links and a lot of people linking to them, and they have a lot of money to spend on marketing. Gary, if I'm listening right now and I'm hyper-motivated, why can I not get to the top of Google search engine results within a month by doing nothing? It's, it's Same thing if you had a business and if you do no advertising, and especially if you're out in the middle of nowhere, because the Internet is the vast abyss, it's the black hole. You have to advertise. You have to do something. And again... If you do nothing, nothing's going to happen. Gary, I paid you, though, and I just don't want to get reviews. Why can't, why can't I just pay you and not do anything on my part? You know, why can't I just write you a check and then not, you know, because I, I don't want to get reviews. I want you to do all the work. Why do, why do I have to actually get reviews in addition to you helping me? Yeah, we have, uh, we have worked that out with a lot of clients. They said, I don't have time to do this. So we can create like email drip campaigns. Hey, rate us. Have you ever bought something from Amazon? And then you go, hey, please rate the service. Amazon's doing that, not the client. So um, we do all things like that. We try to encourage business owners, look, do your business. But if there's something you could do to help it, like reviews are really simple, just do it. I mean, it's better they do it than we ask for it because we're an outside company. So sometimes you just got to roll up the sleeves and make it happen. Gary, why do I have to have an optimized HTML sitemap and an XML sitemap on my website? What the heck is that? 
right. Sorry, I was reading the warning label here on some uh, narcotics. Never mind. <laughs> you were looking at the barcode. Yeah, what is this barcode? Okay, so there are two different things, right? An XML sitemap lists every page on your website, and you don't see it. It's fed directly to the search engines, and they love it. You know why? Because time is money. Imagine the computing power it takes to search the Internet, to uh, sort it out, and then show those results. So Google wants a quick fix. They go to your site. They find the XML sitemap, index the entire site, then they're gone. Right? So that's great. An HTML sitemap is kind of like the index of a book. Hey, I want to go to chapter four right away. Flip it over there. Boom. So if you're looking for yeah, so if you're looking for something specific on a website, you can go to this HTML sitemap, and it's kind of like that index. Okay, I just want to go here, click it, and you're there. It also helps out search engines crawl the site better or go through the site to pull your information. Let's say that I'm listening right now, and I say, okay, Dr. Robert Zellner, this guy. Dr. Z, I'm going to look your website up real okay. quick here. Okay, let's just, I'm going to look up uh, Tulsa Men's Haircuts. I'll put up on the big screen here, Gary, which I know doesn't help you at all, but it helps me to show Dr. Z I'm actually doing something, not playing solitaire over here. So, uh, elephant in the room today, uh, if you look up our rank, we come up number one and two in Tulsa for uh, the phrase Tulsa Men's Haircuts with uh, 665 reviews, 621 for You're our store number two. And then we've got our website down here slightly underneath Yelp. Now, if you type in uh, Tulsa optometrists, optometrists, uh, we type that in here, and Dr. Z comes up number one overall with hey, 451 oh. reviews today. Let's say that Dr. Z is looking at his arch rival right here, his arch rival, and Z has more reviews than the other guy, right? Yes. But the other guy yep. has more uh, highly uh, high-quality content than Dr. Z. Why does the guy, and, and we're talking about the organic results underneath the map, why does that's the guy? Not one, that's not. That's uh, like the twenty best. That's a. That's a different. Kind let's of go here. So you're right here, right here. Yeah. And let's go down here. Let's look at this guy here. So let's yeah. say this guy. I won't mention his name I'm, on the I'm air. Be, I'm beating. But you're here. Here. You're number three. This guy's number four. Okay. So let's say that number four guy wants to beat Doctor Z in this case. How? Why does the site with the most high quality content beat the site with less high quality content? If if all things being equal, why does the site with the most high quality content typically win? Okay, because it's going to show that you've got, first off, consumable stuff for uh, searchers to look for. But more importantly, it, it follows that guideline of Google, the EAT principle. Expertise, authoritativeness, and get it, the big trustworthiness. Now, Gary, uh, I got a question about content. Let's say that I get highly motivated one month, and I get crazy, and I just double the amount of content that my my competitor has, and I put it up and all it in one month. And never touch it again. And never touch it again, yes, okay? One, touch I, it I, once. I, I, put, I put it up there. Bam! My, my, it's a two-part question. Number one, why am I immediately not coming up over them, uh, at my competitor, and in, in, in rising in the organic search results? And number two, why do I have to continue to keep oh. contributing the content over time? Sure. Those are great questions. I have that asked uh, almost on a daily basis for clients. They go, you know, why do I have to write all this content? And I'm going to just write in 5,000 pages and uh, I should get ranked. And I said, well, no, it doesn't work that way. First off, every time you write a page, it takes a while to get indexed and then sorted through 
there's all these variables, or we, I call them scoring signals. Google calls them scoring signals. The part two of that question is number one: Why can't I just throw it up all at once? Throw and it put, up. Wait, and what, what 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 I'm hearing you say is that if you put up five thousand pages in one month, Google's not going to immediately validate that as being like high quality content. You know, just it, it, it yeah. can't it can't possibly be you know great great articles. Then the the next part of the question was why do I have to consistently keep doing it oh. over time and not just like one month and then I'm so done? Negative. So negative. The second part is fresh content, new content. So if you put out an article back in 2002 on teeth cleaning, you don't you think there's new products out there like Zoom or maybe you could just touch it up with the Crest uh, strips. Okay, so everything is changing. Nothing stays the same. I'm going to give you the perfect example. Um, hey, why do I have to wash my hair every day? Well, it's going to get greasy and dirty, right? So I always consider like changing content or keeping your site updated, especially on the Internet, ex- exponential. There's new competitors that come in every day. There's new technologies. Google does updates sometimes daily or several times a day. So you have to keep up with the trend. So another thing is, hey, I got a mullet. I just got my hair cut a mullet. Why do I ever have to change that? Well, you kind of look pretty freaky today if you had a mullet going on. It's hot. So you have to keep up with the t- Yeah. Woo. I have a mullet. Oh. <laughs> Gary, now I want to ask you this. Why does everybody have to have at least 350 words of content per page on their website? Minimum, 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 minimum. Minimum, minimum, minimum. They have, uh, Google has a value in scoring signals about the content. It should be within a certain amount of characters. We yeah. look at it now from at least 700 to 1,000 words on that oh, page. Oh, preach the good That's news. A lot of, yeah, it stopped, those, it stopped those people putting out one paragraph, creating you know, all these pages. So you have to put some time and effort into that content. Okay. Now, uh, Gary, final question I have for you before we wrap up. I know Dr. Z has a final question for you as well. He likes to one-up me with better questions. This is my final question I have, though. For anybody out there that says, okay, I'm going through, I'm reading, like, Search Engine for Dummies, or I've read all these blogs, and I know that I need to get my XML sitemap, my HTML sitemap. I know my site has to have a 1,000 words of content. I know it has to load quickly. I know I there's all these things. If I pay you three grand a month, if I'm a dentist, if I'm an optometrist, if I'm a lawyer, if I'm a whatever, if I pay you $3,000 a month to optimize my local business, how long will it take for me to get to the top of Google, and how much money can I make as a result of paying you? That's a great question. In each vertical, it's really different. So if you're a dentist, that's one vertical. If you're a window cleaner, that's one vertical. Before I tell anybody or accept their business, I look at the landscape because I'm not here just to take money to take money. I need my clients to make money because if I do, I have good friends, long-term business relationships. Like with the carpet cleaning guy, uh, Jonathan, I love him to death. Yep, we became great. Yeah, OxyFresh. Um, we became great friends. I'm speaking. I'm going to be out in Denver Um, in January to speak at their national uh, convention. I take interest. This is my passion. I love doing this. I love seeing businesses that are struggling or doing okay and obliterating them. Now, it's hard to put that uh, into hard numbers because there's really 
not much information out there. But I will tell you that if you have position one on Google, the desktop search is about 32% and mobile is about 23%. And then if you go down to position nine, it's 1.3%. So getting those, yeah. So if you look at, okay, I'm at position nine today. Out of 100 searches, I'm getting almost one and a half. But if I go to number one, I'm getting 32. So that's a big lift. It may not seem like a lot, but when you have different keywords ranking and nipping away, taking 30% here, taking 20% here, taking 20% there, it adds up to a lot of revenue. So if somebody were to call me up, I would sit on the phone with them and explain, okay, what are you looking to do? What do you need to accomplish? What are your goals? And then I would put it into perspective and I said, you know, based on this data, and we could forecast here, um, based on this data, your revenue is X from the website, going up 9% because that's what we see from average, the very low conservative end is a lift of 9%. I have clients that are over 2,000%, OxyFresh being one of those. Your company, for as little as $3,000, which is like, uh, Z, if you hired someone, you're paying them right now, let's say 13 an hour after taxes, 14 an hour. I mean, you're getting really close into that $3,000 a month range. Right. You could get to the top of Google. You're saying for as little as about three thousand, and as much as for a huge brand listing. We have somebody out there listening as a huge company. It's not unusual for a huge company to maybe spend north of what thirty thousand dollars a month. I mean, to just dominate nationally. Yeah, you could. Yeah, we have some national companies that are paying five to ten, but you know, depending again on how competitive uh, the market space is, it could be more. So good. So good. Chup, you have a final question for Gary here to one-up both myself and Dr. Z. Yeah, I was going to ask Gary, does it matter how long people stay on your website? Is that a factor that Google looks at? Mm. 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 Let me think on that one. Absolutely. Yes. Um, oh. Because if a user is on there, guess what? You're probably using Google Analytics. They know everything about you. So when they see these numbers like, oh, the guy's been on the page five minutes, it must be important. They're finding what they're looking for and they're reading it. However, if the guy's been on the site five seconds, the bounce rate, which means somebody goes to the site and leaves right away, is super high. You're not offering quality content or it's not a quality website. You're not going to rank. So, yes, that is critical. Get your site looking good. Make the content great. Watch those numbers. How long are they staying on the site? If it's not long, then why are they leaving? Let me think about revising the content or calling up Gary and see what the heck's going on. There you go. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. You have the final I'm question so for Mr. The, Gary. The, the, the final question. Uh, Gary, as we're optimizing our different websites and content is king, links why do we have to make like this part of our daily habits? Why is it something that we commit to doing? If I'm a business owner, I'm just starting to get going on my own sites. Why is this a ongoing uh, habitual thing that I need to do and not just like a passing thought for me as a business owner? Yeah, it shouldn't be, you know, and uh, I feel for all business owners, you know, I get up at six, I spend two hours reading emails I go home, I craft out time for my family, my four gremlin dogs, uh, my kids, and clean the house and all that kind of stuff. Then I'm back working on my business. So an entrepreneur, you should block out an hour of your time. Here's why. 
Google is updating almost every day, if not several times a day. And little competitors, the ankle-biting competitors or the big competitors, they're doing the same thing. You've got to put in that time and effort to make it happen. So it's not just a fleeting moment. Just dedicate that time management. Put that block of hour out there or however much time that you have because you will be rewarded for the hard work. Gary, I appreciate you for being on the show for uh, more than you possibly know. I know you're the CEO of SEO Inc., and you guys are working with big-time brands all over the world, including SC Johnson, Sandals Resort, obviously 20th Century Fox, OxyFresh Carpet Cleaning, Wedding Wire, huge companies. And it means the world to me that you would take time out of your schedule to be here on the show. And we'd like to end the show with a boom. Every show we end with a boom, which is basically, Chup, uh, it stands for big, overwhelming, optimistic, Momentum. Unstoppable. And so, Chuck, are you ready to bring a boom? I'm, I'm going to yell boom. Marshall, really as loudly. I count down into the three, two, one, are you ready to end with a boom? I'm ready. Dr. Z, are you, are you ready for the boom? The big I, boom. I've got a boom just, just waiting to Boss erupt boom. out of me. Gary, are you in California right now, or where, where will you be bringing the boom from? I'm going to be bringing it all the way from Carlsbad, California. I'm bringing it. Okay, nice. here we go, guys. Here, so we, go. Three, here we go. Three, two, one, boom! Thrive Nation, now that you know how search engines work, what are you going to do about it? This is your year to thrive. This is your year to schedule time in your actual calendar every single week. Block it off. Put it in your calendar. Block off time to optimize your website or hire somebody to help you. But you simply cannot afford to not be number one on the Google search engine results. 